Welcome to AC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And I'm getting my head licked by the dog. Yeah, and... I, I couldn't stop myself from laughing. <laughs> no, that's fair. I was not. I, I just pet him a little bit, and he, apparently he returned the favor by licking my head. Mm-hmm. That's so, how he pets you. Uh, uh, for the listener, I bet that sounds really weird, but he's sitting on the back of the couch, not like leaning on the, like on the seat, but no, on the where you lean your back on. He's sitting on top of that, looking out the window. He's our neighborhood dog watch, so that's what he does. So if we have a weird edit point later, it's probably because he's barking at someone that's outside or something. <laughs> there or, are a lot of squirrels out there that he has to tell to get out. And neighborhood cats and neighbors on walks and just neighbors in general. He's not a very quiet dog sometimes. And he's watching outside intently. He, he's our neighborhood dog watch. He's like, all right, you guys are distracted. It's my time to shine and guard the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway... Um, this week, we're going to do our subject matter that was supposed to be two weeks ago when I had COVID and we canceled because Surprise. I was sick. Yay. We quarantined. Happy Thanksgiving and quarantine. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm doing better today than I was two weeks ago. And I mean, last week was fine, but I think my voice is more normal today as well than last time. But uh, so this week, we're going to do our theme is going to be short stories, uh, at least stories that were short to us when we read them. Like, oh, that that's it already? We're done? So. Uh, what inspired this was we read the first volume of Snow Angels, and like, wow, that was really fast. So let's do volumes one and two, because they were both pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first on the list is Snow Angels, uh, as we'll talk about later, but that's not that's not my real first one. <laughs> yeah, that tricked <laughs> me. Say, I was like, oh, like, you're cheating. Let, let me switch pages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a little bit cheating, and but I, it's I'm misdirect. Te- I'm teasing like, it. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> That's why I said I go first. Uh, but no, we'll go into full discussion with that at the end of the podcast. That's just a tease for what we're going to talk about. Yeah, because then we'll have spoilers. Yeah, I mean we're probably have spoilers on this other stuff anyway that we're going to mention. But the first real one on my list is The Walking Dead. Uh, the whole each volume is super fast. Like it's what they I want to say like. 73 volumes altogether. Uh, and that's trade paperback volumes. Like, there's a bunch, bunch. There uh, is that many? There's a whole lot. Wow. Um, but, I mean, we talked about volume one of our Halloween month this uh, a couple weeks ago, this year. Um, and that was the one was like, all right, Walking Dead. And that reminded me, yeah, that was a very quick read. Like, mm-hmm. It's a full, you know, six stories. It's issues one through six, all in one thing, but... That is very low on dialogue. There is no narration. It's just everyone's... I mean, there's... I think there is a little bit of internal monologue narration with Rick, I think. Maybe just a little, but not a lot. But not not a whole lot. A lot of it's just regular outward dialogue. And it reads really fast. So, uh, yeah, that's by Robert Kirkman as a writer. And I forget the artist, but in my defense, the artist changed from Volume 1 to the rest of the series. Yeah. A different artist, the rest of it. But, yeah, uh, Walking Dead is a very quick read. Uh, who would like to go next? Jared or Laura? Laura? Sure. <laughs> um, sorry, long pause. I ended up... I, I tried to look up a list, and I got a kick out of... like a, I was trying to just Google good short stories, because I couldn't off the top of my head remember a bunch of them that I had thought were short at the time. And when I was Googling... One thing came up as Anya's Ghost by Vera Brugsall, and I thought, oh, that reminds me of the Me You Love in the Dark. That would be cool to like do a comparison, too. So I tried to look it up to see if I could find it. No. 
And there were a whole bunch of other ones on my list. No. So finally I gave up and I said, Hoopla, what do you recommend I read? And it said Firepower. And I was like, oh yeah, we, we have that. I've, I've heard of that and I've never actually read it. And it was great because at first I thought, oh, this is actually a long read. I thought it was just the first issue because I'd read something else and it was the first issue and it was broken up. And then when I got to this one, it was actually the whole... The prelude, I guess, was the prelude... It's a graphic novel anyway, isn't it? It's not really cut into issues. So, Firepower is a very unique thing. Uh, It's also written by Robert Kirkman. Oh, um, I didn't think Where the very first thing to come out was Volume Zero. Um, And it was the prelude, which was... It was not in single issues, it was just an original graphic novel. So that's why it wasn't chopped. And then... So they did volume zero then issue number one was actually a free comic book day issue mm-hmm. uh and then issues two three four whatever the regular comic books okay so, so that's volume one contains the free comic book day issue number one through six or whatever so the reading order is zero prelude one two three whatever okay um, but yeah it's but- it's super annoying to figure out what well i should start at the beginning though no technically you start before the beginning at zero which is dumb. Yeah, technically I did that because also since I'd started at zero or started at one before, I opened this one up and since it's different enough, I was like, oh, maybe I didn't, maybe I'm remembering the wrong book that I thought I'd read, that I thought I'd read before. But anyways, the, so I, I finished this and when I finished it, I was like, oh, that was the entire book that was a quick read like at first i thought it wasn't going to be a quick read and i was like oh i'm kind of wasting my time this isn't going to work for this week but it was it was quick ish but also because it was good like you know how there's the difference between um like something just being fast and it being fast because it's good and you can't put it down like so i thought that was nice but the the general story of it for me or how i'm going to tell it it was kind of like a samurai training story. You know how there's there's almost your typical montage, like Kill Bill two sort of thing. Like, For me, it, it starts out <laughs> with like very very like Iron Fist, where yeah. it's like okay, uh, dude gets on goes to a secret training facility that's on the, in mm-hmm. the mountains that no one yeah. knows about. Yeah, and you almost die just getting there, and then they're like they treat you kind of badly to to build up your morale, and they they give you that tough love the whole time, and then. Then all of a sudden they just love you. Yeah. And let's see. I'm trying to decide if I have spoilers in here. I mean, it's um, been out for a while, so I'm okay with okay. some spoilers. I mean, it's, technically it's a prelude. It's not even the, the beginning. It's the before the beginning, technically speaking. Yeah, I still feel like some of this, I shouldn't have written it the way I did because it's kind of a big reveal. But uh, this guy, uh, the, the, uh, why is it called Firepower? Why is the book series called Firepower? actually felt like they didn't go into that very well but um i feel like they're harnessing the power of fire like they they like almost pull it out of the air um one thing too they're they're protecting a hidden dragon we're not 100 if there's really a dragon or not and i assume it's like the firepower is related to the dragon since they feed they blow fire the order of the firepower yeah um i thought it was cool too there's a there's a statue there that's supposed to be the first master of the temple. And they say, oh, when we're in great need, that is actually our first master. And he's going to wake up like he's turned himself into stone to guard us until 
We need it. It's not just a statue. It's a, a real human being in there. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the main character, his name's Owen Johnson, and he's the one who travels, almost dies, like, collapses on the, the stairs of the temple, and um, Master Loon, yeah, Master Loon comes down, finds him, and is like, how dare you, like, collapse on my steps? Like, what... What right do you have to be here? And the guy's like, um, I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to find this place. I've been sent everywhere. Like, all these breadcrumbs led me here. And I almost, like, I'm on the verge of death. Please, just let me in. And the guy's like, no, you gotta fight for it first. And no, you're fighting for your life. And I, I think they actually did have a real battle then? Or did they? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm asking you like you just read it too. But, um... I want to say they did have a real battle, and Lun was like, "Yeah, you're doing a good job for like being starved for the last two, three days." For being and all almost this. dead, you're yep. you're not you didn't lose him immediately. Yep. And so he's like, "Okay, you can stay. I'll give you some food," and that's the the opening sequence for them to discover the the firepower that they're harnessing. harnessing. Yeah, good word. Um, because they actually give him. A bowl of raw noodles at first, or sorry, raw rice. At first, I couldn't figure out what was going on because I didn't realize the the picture wasn't enough for me to connect. And they were they just kept saying crunch, crunch, and I was like, so he's eating something crunchy. What? And then I realized it's raw rice. And someone comes up is like, oh, no one cooked this for you, and you don't know what you're doing yet because all the people at the temple can heat the rice with their own hands, so they get a raw bowl of rice, heat it up, and then eat it. So once they taught him that step, right? I forget if he learned how to harness that fast, but he regardless, a, I mean, it's, it's he a, knew it was a thing that he needed to do. Well, it is a montage, so he does learn pretty fast by our perspective, because they don't want to, like, oh, how do you translate six months, a year, or whatever, without, like, we need to cut ahead, because it's the same monotony. We need to speed yeah. that up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get that impression from all the... The samurai training stories I've ever seen, like Karate Kid and that stuff. Like, it takes a long time of doing the same thing. And I definitely could not do it. Nope. I don't think I'd survive in the temple. But that is Firepower Volume Zero. Yep, Volume Prelude. All right. And like you said, it was by Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney was, was the artist. So. All right. Uh, Jared, Who's what's the first one on your list? Um, It was hard to choose some of this stuff. Um. I like the Christmas, the holiday specials that DC puts out. Uh, they'll put Halloween specials and like Valentine's Day, just different specials throughout the year. But uh, one that I remembered that I always liked was um, back in like 2010, 2011, um, Larflees, who was the Orange Lantern from like the Green Lantern stuff, uh, had a Christmas special himself because he's like the greedy one he wants everything you know so he wakes up to christmas morning and um to try to f thinking santa brought him presents finds nothing under the tree everything like that so he goes hunting down santa so he it, it was really funny he had he had abducted like a mall santas and was you know destroying stuff trying to find santa and hal jordan comes along trying to teach him the meaning of christmas and everything and it was just a fun one shot i love those short stories um dc puts them out every year and i really like those yeah every year and every holiday yeah now, some are hit and miss some of them aren't that great and a lot of them nowadays and even back then had 
they would be like an 80 page special, but have like eight different stories. Well, they yeah. usually still focus on one character too. Right. Each one. Yeah. So like, I think the most recent one was Harley Quinn. I think that was, was the, that the nuclear winter? I think that was the most, the Christmas one for this year. Was it? I okay. I couldn't, I couldn't remember which ones. I've gotten pretty much all of them and they all kind of blend together after a <laughs> while. But, uh, yeah, I just remember that one being a, just a quick one shot Christmas, largely short story that I really enjoyed. Alright. So. Uh, next one on my list. Uh, first one to have an honorable mention. Uh, another Robert Kirkman one. Uh, Invincible. Uh, mm. Specifically Volume 1 is just super fast. Uh, I have myself all three compendiums that have the entire series. Now when you say volume, do you mean that omnibus? The no, whole thing? The actual okay. volumes. The small <laughs> volumes. that are like Which was just like 1 through 5 or 1 through it, 6. It on might the first be 1 through 4 even. The that could volume. be. I was going to say, I don't think it's fully 6 issues. I know it's not 6. I'm thinking it's either 4 or 5. Um, but because of that, I was like, alright, I'll just buy the compendiums. Because those were they were they re-released the compendiums mm-hmm. with with the TV show Season 1 coming out. I watched Season 1. I really enjoyed it. I was like, cool. I want more. I got the compendiums. And admittedly, I haven't made through all of them because time, They're and just, yeah. time and attention span. But then they really are big books, and they are really big books. But they are really fast books to read too. I mean, I think that's another thing with Kirkman. He's like, no, I'm not going to have this huge dialogue, monologues, whatever. Like, no, I want to tell a story, and he just runs with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very. It's a, he writes very quickly. Uh, but yeah, that's my honorable mention, which was Robert Kirkman for the third time today uh, with Invincible. But my other pick for the night is going to be Stray Dogs. I know we've talked mm. about it before. I think we've done a full discussion. Yeah. Okay, I thought we had it for this year even, possibly. Yeah. Um, I think it wasn't my half, though. That sounds right. Um, but it uh, involves a serial killer that has a bunch of dogs that he adopts. And he adopts them because they are his trophies from his kills. Like, he kills random people that have dogs and he adopts the dogs. Okay, that's... Uh, you're my dog now, and it's for all from the dog's point of, point of view. The art is very cartoony. Uh, it's fun read. I enjoy it. So I don't, I don't know what else to say other than listen to our, one of our previous episodes that we talk about in depth. <laughs> so I'll just there. We'll just do the the editorial notes of like, hey, go back to the episode blah 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 to see us. We were supposed to shortly review our short stories. Yeah. Except I didn't follow the rules. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm just doing ones that I've read recently. Like, oh, yeah, this one, and then this one, and then this one. So, yeah. I uh, feel like everything's a short read for you. You read fast. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I've been at it professionally. I've been professionally reading yeah. comic books for 12 years now. That's a so, good point. Uh, you learn to get faster. You waste a bunch of time. So, <laughs> I'm faster. <laughs> uh, Laura, what's another one on your list for this week? I seem to remember the Pride of Baghdad being a mm. short, maybe not even necessarily short, but it ended a little abruptly, but it was like perfect timing too. Because it, it was one of those things, it was at the end, it got kind of sad, and I was like, uh-oh, if there's like one more page of this, I'm going to be bawling for about an hour. And then they cut it off, and I was like, oh, thank you. I don't have to cry this much. I'm not. It's it's like when something sad happens in a movie and they play the music and I'm good until the music starts. I'm like, oh no, it's the music. They're, they're playing for the heartstrings right there. <laughs> yep, literally. They're, they're stringing my heart. Yeah, that was the story from a 
I want to say it's a lion, right? Or is, are they tigers? Uh, no. They are lions. Uh, large it's, cats. And it's based off a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I should say inspired, <laughs> not based off, inspired by a true story. I was story. going to say, the cats came back and told their story to right. uh, Brian K. Vaughn, yep, right? that's okay. the writer. Yep. Um, uh, takes place during the uh, Iraqi freedom uh, bombing of Iraq that the uh, Saddam Hussein's private zoo got bombed and animals were running free. And there were a bunch of lions that soldiers reported, and they, and like, all right, that's the inspiration. Here's a story now. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the story itself, though, Laura, sorry to cut you off. Oh, you just told it, so. Well, I mean, the actual, you... but the, there's actually more to the story than what oh. I just said. Like, there's metaphors and Yeah, whatnot. but I only remember that part because it's actually been a minute since I read it. I'm okay. sorry. I, I'm to the point where this is just a, a list. You okay. Because you said we were going to be short. And. Then you told the story. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess Sorry, that one, have fun. <laughs> I mean, that one, uh, I think we talked about it on the podcast before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of so. went back to, because I, I needed to look at things that I had read to know if it was short or not. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that one's a story about, is it better to be free and life endangered or captive and well-fed, captive and safe? Uh, at least that's what I took it as. Like, yeah. Because uh, there was... The Pride of Lions, there's a child that's like, oh, you know, free food, whatever. But the ant was like, no, no, we're trapped here. This isn't freedom. You know, we should be able to run whenever we want. And we have to earn our kills. This is just lazy. And the the mom or the dad lion like, no, no, this is nice. We're safe. Consistent meals. We don't worry about starving. We're good. Take this. And then they got freedom forced upon them. And it did not end well for any of them. So, so yeah, that, that's Pride of Baghdad. It's a tragedy. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Jared, what else is on your list? Um, I had a this one's a, just like a ten-page short story that was in one of the Star Wars issues, so I don't know know what it was called, um, but I did find a quick synopsis on it. Um, basically, the premise is um, Han and Chewie pilot the Falcon through hyperspace, and they end up crashing on Earth. And this is not uh, this is uh, years before. Like the 1900s. And they crash, and Han is killed by Native Americans pretty quickly. So there's a lot of history around Sasquatch and everything like that. Well, it comes to that Indiana Jones is uh, being an archaeologist and finds Han's bones as he's looking for Sasquatch, which ends up being Chewbacca. (laughs) That's basically just a quick short story. That's kind of how it ended indiana jones never finds sasquatch or chewy or anything like that but i just love that they've tied that together and put indiana jones and han solo in the same story and just the way they did it um i think the falcon was like aztec ruins or something like that if memory serves it's been a long time since i've read it but i know it was just a quick short story i mean it wasn't even enough to fill a comic book see they should do a follow-up again where the president of the united states is on an airplane on his way to to find the oh, museum of indiana jones so we have air force one tie-in with there that we as well go. <laughs> yeah all get all the main harrison ford <laughs> things we'll get try to get time in one way or another <laughs> that's a good idea someday someday it may happen it'll never happen but that's okay <laughs> that'd be great though um uh i don't have anything else on my list for short stories i only have the two uh two in the honorable mention so that's sort of three I do have one, but I don't remember what year it came out. It was one of the Nightwing, um, in, uh, the annuals. Um, I don't know which one it was, but uh, it was really good. 
they during Infinite Crisis, uh, Nightwing gets blasted in the chest. So they did the one year later story arc, and Nightwing's just back and fine, and he's in New York at that point. Well, this annual issue um, kind of covered what happened to him and his recovery and everything like that, because right before Infinite Crisis, he had proposed to Barbara Gordon and. She had said yes, so they were engaged, and then when he was a year later, that they were broken up. So no one really knew what happened, and this uh, issue kind of just told the story of what happened. And basically, it was Nightwing's recovery. Barbara was, you know, nursing him back to health, and they just uh, they just realized that Nightwing wasn't ready, and Barbara Gordon gave the ring back and left. You know, so it was a really good story for you know not. It was just a lot of talking back and forth with Barbara and Dick Grayson. They were doing flashbacks of their time as Robin and Batgirl. So it was a good story. It was very well written. But that's the last one on my list. Uh, Laura, do you have any other ones on your list? I wanted to mention Fortnite because I think part of why oh, that yeah. was The Batman fast. Fortnite, specifically. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, it was... Sometimes I forget that. Were there other before the Marvel one? Was, was Batman the first Batman Fortnite? was the first one. Okay. All they've done so far is just the Batman Fortnite and the Marvel Fortnite. Okay. Just one of so, each. So that's why, at the time, I think it was just called Fortnite Zero Point. So you didn't, didn't really, other than looking at the cover, it didn't really say Batman. But part of why uh, that was so short was that there was no dialogue at first, or it was all the, internal, like right. Batman talking to himself. And Batman's a little curt with himself. But so I think that's part of why it went fast, but it was still a good read and it was it's worth it to read something, even though it's a little short. And I loved how because the characters couldn't talk to each other, but you could tell like the, the artist who I don't have written down, I have the the writer is Christos Gage because he was a Spider Man writer, but I don't don't remember who the artist was, but he did a great job of they looked at each other, and, like, Batman's dialogue did enough to describe that. I, I know I know these people, like, I can feel that this is all important, but I don't have the right memories to put it all together. And being a detective, that drives him nuts, so. And it was a cute story of how Batman was, because they get reset every so often, because, like, that's the point of Fortnite, right? You're always... Each time you play, yeah. you die, you get eliminated, or you win, and that is a reset completely where... You go back to step one every time. Mm -hmm. But you still have, like, some of your equipment. Like, you can gather some supplies and Not stuff, right? Not the game, no. Oh, really? I thought that you had, like, your skins and things. I guess, yeah, you have different skins. Just different but, like, skins. For the actual game itself, oh, okay. you don't have any Weapons, equipment. Is, yeah. You just have your harvesting tool, and that's it. And... Oh, okay, my bad. I thought it was, like, Batman, because he was able to go back to that, like, his little lair. And they changed that for the book, but oh, okay. But I think they needed to because it doesn't really yeah. translate well. Yeah, otherwise. yeah. I thought there were a couple things you were able to hold on to. Okay, regardless, but yeah, Bat Batman's a detective. He's trying to figure out how did I get stuck in this Fortnite world? Why am I in Groundhog Day? And so yeah. it, it was a cute short story. And do do the Marvel ones refer to the Batman ones at all yet? Or can not they not really. because... Okay. Not really, yeah. I didn't know if they could overlap any or not. I mean, it's the same writer that did the Marvel Fortnite ones. Okay. Uh, and the cool thing is both Marvel and Batman ones are out in trade right now, and they both come with the DLC extra skins that you get for the game as well. So if you if you or your child would like that, like the place Fortnite, like, oh, well, here's the book. 
uh, and it comes with the DLC codes with them. But what I would say is don't give them the codes until they read the whole book and tell you what the book's about. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, hold that over them. Like, all right, now that you actually read it, here are the codes to play the game. Uh, that's what I would do because I'm a jerk, though. But that's okay. <laughs> this is why we don't have kids, so you don't have to be a jerk to them. Yeah, I, I, just, I just have to be a jerk to the pets and tell them, come inside, and that's about it. Yeah, I love how every once in a while I catch you saying, this is a rule, and I'm like, wait, teach me the rules, or I, because we're not following here. <laughs> this is the rule that I set when I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. Hear that, doggo, when I'm in charge. Uh, but yeah, that is our quick list of quick reads. Uh, let's move on to books that came out this week. Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Uh, week and a half away from Christmas. Hope you got your Christmas shopping done. I don't. <laughs> or yes, I Thank say, goodness for Amazon Prime. I should say we don't, because you do the majority of the shopping. I have my shopping done for you, at least. So. Yeah, I, I shopped for you. I just don't think it's going to arrive before New Year's even. <laughs> it happens. Sorry, kind of. Uh, I don't know if I've... I think I've gotten one thing. Yeah. I barely started. I'm off this Sunday, Monday, so I plan on Sunday probably going to go, 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 go Christmas shopping. Ugh, words are hard. Grogu Christmas shopping? Possibly. Uh, depends on who I'm shopping for. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to books that came out this week. Um, keeping with our short theme of the night, let's go with only one book that came out this week for each of us. Uh, I went first last time, so Jared, how about you go? You kick it off with your pick of the week that came out this week. All right, um, mine was not so much the story in the book, but what the book had in it. Um, Dark Crisis, Big Bang. It's a one shot. It's basically the final issue before the last issue of the series. So they did Dark Crisis one through six. And they did some tie-ins, but now it's between six and seven. I think this is the third or fourth tie-in yeah. before the final issue comes out. They're right. really milking out this final oh, issue. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, this one is basically the Flash going up against the Anti-Monitor, the one who originally killed the Flash in Crisis on Infinite Earths back in 1985, wow. I think. So uh, this is basically, you know, he's like, I'm looking for the one who killed me, pretty much. And he finds the Anti-Monitor, and he's basically fighting him through all these different multiverse Earths. Um, so they just keep going from Earth to Earth, and each panel is a different Earth showing the different characters. And it's so much fun just to see all of the different DC Universe characters, because they brought a lot of them back from a long time ago. Like, I haven't seen some of these things in years. So it was a lot of fun, and I love the... Earth-66 is the old Adam West Batman style. I like that they put that in there, too. Um, the uh, uh, Michael Keaton Batman is Earth-789. 89. Yep. So I liked that. Um, they just kept going from Earth to Earth, and it was just so much fun. Um, it was more fun to look at all of those than it was for the story. The story itself was okay, you know, but the, it, the Easter right. eggs were the best part. Yep, it was basically the Flash taking on the Anti-Monitor, and Kid Flash shows up with a group of different um, Superman, Batman, all these different characters from the different multiverses that they just visited, that they just went through to battle the Anti-Monitor. So it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I think it was a good uh, good spot for the final issue of Dark Crisis to uh, finish out its series. So my pick is Dark Crisis Big Bang. I didn't realize that DC numbered their different Earths and multiverses, too. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, Who I did don't it know. first? I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, do, they both do it well. Yeah. Okay. I still don't know why Marvel's main is 616. Like, why the number is 616? But Have you least, Googled it yet? 
No. Okay, because I bet there's a reason. But at least the Earth you're talking about, though, like, oh, Batman, or the Adam West is 66. Right. Uh, the Michael Keaton is, I don't know why, 7, but 89. Unless, unless the movie came out in July, maybe. That makes mm, sense. I don't know. Okay. First thing I was going to say, it was a Christmas one, but no, that was Batman Returns. Or at least I had Christmas theme. Right. Kind of like Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. So Batman Returns is a similar Christmas movie. I would agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Laura, what is your pick of the week? I, by default, because I only read one book, but I think I should honorable mention that there were some Spider-Man books. I forget which ones they were, but there was like The Dark Web is getting released now and all that. So obviously Spider-Man's great, so everyone should read that too. But what I actually read today, because I thought I, I had limited time and I, I picked what I thought we wouldn't buy... I picked what I thought we wouldn't buy because I guess that's a terrible reason to pick a book. But I just, I wanted to see what it was. I was curious. So, A Vicious Circle by Matson Tomlin and Lee Bermejo. 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 Sorry. Yeah, I should have I should have known that that was a an H sound in J. But um, it's an oversized book. So, unfortunately, that's kind of a point against it sometimes. Uh, it's the magazine size. Yeah, it depends on your your needs for storage and how, how much you want that. Um, and you had mentioned that, was it Batman Damned? Or yep. there's some the, he, other book also by Lee Bermejo. And that one in uh, last week's episode, uh, Batman Noel, he, who's the artist in that one too. Was that also oversized? Uh, Batman... Jared, Batman Noel wasn't oversized, was it? It was regular sized. I'm pretty sure. No, it was that one sized. was over, or that one was regular sized, and it came out in a hardcover by itself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, but it's yeah, that, been very that... Bermejo couple weeks. Yeah. So okay. sorry, I'm googling why is Marvel six one six, and I'm getting different reports. Uh, looks like Alan Moore may have coined it. Um, it could be that um, Mist. It says here Misty. I'm guessing Misty Knight explains that 616 is the police code for possible sub suspect with abilities. Um, Alan mm. Moore's daughter, Leah Moore, stated on an internet message board that the number 616 was arbitrarily chosen by Moore and had no significant meaning. I totally believe that. Um, too. Another post says that Alan Moore chose this designation as a counter to the single digit numbers of Earths in DC. It does look like mm-hmm. DC Comics was doing it first, though. I okay. believe that as well. I mean, they've so, been around yeah. longer. Right. So. Yeah. So, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that was just a quick Google search, too. Yeah. It's, you know, two minutes. That could come back to you, the reader, if or the listener, sorry. Well, listening to read in the future. Um, if you know why or you have a theory, send us know. your wild theories and we can talk about that. Maybe that should be another thought for a podcast. Maybe. But anyways, A Vicious Circle... I read today, and it's out this week, so people can go out and buy it. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Sex Criminals, because on in that story, the people reach an orgasm and they can stop time. And it seems like these guys, they either murder someone or they die, and then they time travel. So it's like, oh, this very specific event causes this other very weird specific event. And the main character was Sean Thacker, and he had been avoiding murdering people for a good long while, and had, like, made himself a life, and then things go bad. And all, like, 
then it's like immediate. It seemed like the he and another person named Ferris are trapped together. Like somehow they're linked in this time travel loop. And I think the one guy was mad that they hadn't been moving for so long and he'd been like the one guy was living his best life and this other guy was not. And so he was like, we are just time traveling everywhere now. Murder, 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 murder. And like, it was very, very, a lot of everything. And it, it was cute because like the art style changed with every time jump. And at one point while they were watching someone die essentially like they had the heart rate monitor was how it made the different panels of the it made the different panels of the the spread in the sheet it it separated all the panels with the heart rate monitor and it looked really cool like basically i like the art of this guy so yeah i haven't seen anything that has done separate panels quite like that before like that's Mm -hmm. a very unique take like oh now i see that that makes perfect sense to do it that way too yeah yeah, and it was really cool. Although I, I also, like, I liked the style in some ways, and I didn't in others. Like, it was almost so realistic and so good that, like, he set the bar too high. So when he made little, maybe not mistakes, but I don't know, just things that I didn't like were almost too glaringly obvious. Like, sometimes the people's eyes, like, he tried to make them so... Detailed, they looked like they had cataracts. They looked like they were glossed over. A little weird. And sometimes they looked like they were looking in two different directions. (laughs) And I was like, they're staring into space in two different spaces. Like this one lady, although the lady had just suffered a big head injury. So maybe that was legit. Her eyes were supposed to be like uncrossed. But I don't know. But it's still very intriguing art. Like, sometimes even if it's not what I like, I still am very interested by it. So go, go look at the pretty pictures. There's definitely an audience for it, too. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't necessarily your favorite, but it was Mark's pick of the week this week as well, too. Oh. Uh, so I was like, oh, that's your pick? Okay. Yeah, sometimes it surprises me, like, when Mark and I sync up. Which reminds me, did you catch his shirt today? Like, where did he get that from? Uh, he posted he got it from Coles. Oh, okay. He, he did reply. <laughs> so Coles tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that is what is the name of the book again? A vicious Circle by Matson Tomlin and Lee Bramejo. All right. Uh, and my pick of the week is going to be Nightclub issue number one by Mark Miller is the artist and uh, Juanan Ramirez is the artist. This is a story that follows uh, Danny Garcia, where it starts out with him and his best friends out on a rooftop on a bicycle, where Danny's like, okay, uh, time to get internet famous on YouTube and stuff. Parkour. Uh, park- yeah, he yells, parkour. Yep, I saw that. Uh, and he's getting ready to do a jump from one building to another, and he wrecks it, falls off at least a two-story, quite possibly a three-story building, uh, then goes to the hospital, like, broken neck, broken back, really bad shape then all of a sudden this vampire comes in and bites him then he wakes up a couple days later and like what is going on you know where are where am i let's go who did this what happened i don't understand the vampire is like well you're dying and i need an army of vampires for this for something that's coming up and i've been only targeting the the injured or the dying you are both you're dying and probably you're probably gonna die and you're injured but now that, you know, with being a vampire, you have faster healing and all these other bonuses and stuff where you can transform into mist or bats. 
And uh, congratulations, I'm your technically your master, but I'm also going to train you how to do how to be a vampire. And he's a cop as well, so like, okay, we need to do this thing. Uh, but it's really interesting. I mean, it's only a four or five issue series. Um, I actually subscribed to it because like, oh, I don't normally like vampires, but this is pretty cool. Um, it has on the cover. It has the main character and his two best friends, and like, almost looks like luchador masks. But when reading through, you find out he's actually. What's what is a big problem with being a vampire? You can't be out the in the sunlight. daylight in the sunlight. Well, if he's still a kid, he needs to be able to like do things out there. So he gets like a superhero suit so he can go out into the daylight while still having his vampire powers. So it's really interesting to see where they're gonna go with that. Um and it's only a dollar ninety nine. And I checked the entire series. Each issue is only dollar ninety nine. Oh wow. So like yeah. that's that's cool. That is pretty cool. I like that. It's, I mean, especially this day and age when books are three, four, five dollars a piece. Right. Yeah. Then, okay, if you can keep it down to two dollars, and it's quality. It's not like crap paper either. It's a quality book, and I'm curious to see where it's gonna go. So, uh, Mark Miller, he's done a bunch of things. Uh, some things better than others. I know there's one one that Laura does really does not like a lot. Uh, she hates it actually. Uh, but he also did the book Huck, which I enjoyed. He did um, Kick-Ass, didn't he? He did that one, too. Yeah, he's done a bunch of different things. Yeah. Some better than others. Uh, he has his whole Mark Millerverse yep. of different things. But, yeah, uh, Nightclub number one, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a vampire book that doesn't suck. So. <laughs> so those are our picks of this week, Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Uh, go. Hopefully these recommendations will help you and you'll like some of these books as well. Uh, but moving on to the next section of the podcast, which is our book club of the week. And that is, Jared, what is it called? Uh, it is called Snow Angels. And it's volumes one and two, because as we discussed earlier, it is a quick read. I keep wanting to call this The Trench, and I don't... Yeah, that's I, the, It's that's like fair. the story, but for some reason, that's the title in my head. I'm like, I'm calling this book The Trench. I mean, they say that but word... or. Yeah, they say that word more than any other word in the right. book. Right, and I think that's why it's stuck in my head. It's called The Trench, you know? So, you keep throwing me off with that title. <laughs> uh, Laura, what was your thoughts on this book? Or these books, I should say. I was a little disappointed, I'm not gonna lie. Like, especially because it was short, like, there wasn't a lot of build-up to things. And at the beginning, they're kind of telling you the rules. Like, these are the three rules of all this stuff. That they immediately break. Yeah, they immediately broke them. And I was like, it wasn't even hard to break some of these rules. Like, especially the one where they're like, the trench is endless. And then it was like less than a day's walk and they found the end. And I was like, how did these kids, I mean, I guess only because they're not that old. They hadn't wandered off that far yet. But even so, it's like... I feel like this was not as significant as they made it out. But it, 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 it wasn't it, a walk. It was a, a, like a day or two days skate. So they, it, they yeah, they yeah, I guess they're skating. Yeah. Walk. yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're on this ice area that we don't know what's going on initially. You find out, okay, this isn't Earth. It's some right. Other... I thought it was like a dystopian future at first. That's what I thought too. I was like, oh, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even think about that. Uh, you know, maybe an asteroid hit, I, brand new ice age. Here we go. That's what it is. Then no, no, it it's just a whole different planet where there's still water, liquid water underneath the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't know if there's if there actually is land anywhere on the planet or not. I mean, 
a planet's a pretty big space to traverse, especially if you're only walking on feet or skating on your feet. Like, yeah. Because they don't have technology. They don't have cars or anything. It's like, no, it's just them spear hunting, basically. Right. Um, yeah, and for me, the second volume, uh, I mean, the second volume is thicker, and there is more content to it. Well, that was six issues, and the first volume was four, so. Well, the, uh, the tricky part is, they're not really issues, though, either, because they're, they're web comics before, which I guess technically have singles, but not. Oh, they were? But not really, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was originally a comicsology, it was a comicsology original mm. uh, web series. Um, yeah, the first volume is. Okay, the two girls and their dad, and oh no, our village is destroyed. We have to run away. And you know, I told you there wasn't. You know, we can't go this far. Well, now we are. We're going yep. to uncharted territory. And it's not so much uncharted because the dad's been there before. The, right, the dad yep. came from there. And right. Yeah. There's not. I mean, there's a lot that happens, but not really a lot. Of, right. A lot that happens in the second volume. Yeah. The first volume is just okay. Well, there's a snowman. He's hunting us. Oh, he killed Dad. Now we're all alone. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Um, that's basically the gist of the full first volume right there. Uh, um, we're now allowed to leave the trench. Oh, yeah. we have to leave the trench. The trench will provide, eh, not always, and never go above the trench and outside. Oh, okay, well, you may have to do that also. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then and Dad dies, and now we have to go do our own thing without him. Uh, and then Volume 2 kicks off. Uh, Jared, what... What were your thoughts on volume two? I thought the second volume was better than the first. Yes. I would um, agree with that. Because stuff actually happens. Yeah. It, we get more backstory along with everything, and we get somewhat of a conclusion. Um, so the guy that's hunting them, the snow monster that's hunting them, is basically a guy in a protective suit. He's a mercenary. Yeah, he's, he's a mercenary. Um, he's basically hunting these creatures... Uh, the colonists. The colonists, yeah. it's um, Because, so, you find out in this one that this is a whole, this is a exploratory mission yes. from Earth to go to this they planet. They find these creatures' eggs. And while digging through, like, yeah. they're just trying to find, a, you know, make a colony with this trench or whatever. Then all of a sudden, oh, well, there's these things. And that's what triggers the, quote, snowman to come back. Yeah. And bad stuff to happen we don't really know what the eggs are really they're just they're the creatures that they're like the whale creatures that were living in the ocean okay they're not whales but more more like an underwater dragon almost i'd say space whales yeah space whales is probably pretty close but they've got mech suits um in this there is a lot to this the mech suits were pretty cool that's how Um, they dug the trenches yeah like okay that's how the trench began there's this other society that's not in the trench that has their own cavern system right. and everything that they're the ones that quote know what's going on yeah um but it turns out that um they kind of trigger this ship to come get them like mission complete or something like that towards the end and that's how they start to trigger and they're starting to get off the plant the ice planet pretty much yeah one thing i liked when they were when the main character girl i forget which one it was Milliken. okay Milliken or may may yeah i guess it was millie was the older one and she found that device i forget if it was from her dad her dad, her dad gave, gave, her gave it to an her. old technology thing okay it's and like, it was kind of like a map yeah and it took her to a ship i want to say it was like the mining and, ship where the original colonists how they arrived and everything 
Yeah, and then she found a recording there that was what her dad had found that helped him realize what was going on. And I liked the way in the the story they they mirrored both those uh, revelations happening at the same time for the, the daughter and the father. And they showed it like almost step by step as they're listening to the recording where they went and how they found like the truth. And I thought that was a really cool way to, to mirror that and parallel the story. And I like the the evidence that showed that they were there that his that their dad was there was like, oh, he their dad killed his their brother, uncle. their uncle, mm-hmm. and Over. his body was still there and not like fully decomposed. Like, right, because oh. it was frozen. Right, and you could see the two different panels. Like, oh, when he freshly got murdered, and then here and now after he decomposed a little bit, like to say, okay, this is the exact same place. This is where you're supposed to be. Yeah, that was before I realized the parallels that were happening. So I was like, random dead body, what the hell? And then I was like, oh, okay, I understand what's going on now. Yeah. It took me a second to process. Um, yeah, and then the girls, they radio back to Earth saying, hey, uh, you're the guy you sent, he's dead. We killed him. Uh, if you want any of this stuff, you have to call us back. And, and they get evacuated off this planet. Because near as we can tell, they're the last survivors of humanity. On that planet. Right. Because they killed the mercenary that's there. The mercenary killed the whole cave system of people. Yeah. Like, there is no one else that we know of. Now, there could be other colonies, you know, otherwhere else. We don't know. But it was enough to convince the Earth station, like, yep, okay, we'll we'll call your ship back home and welcome back to Earth eventually. Because, yeah, it ends with them flying off into space. Now, if it could be where the human or not human the earthling could be like okay just launch it into a sun because <laughs> it's not worth the mess or who knows but yeah it it's a very unique quick read i mean yeah it it wasn't top notch read but i am glad i read this i did enjoy it and um i, I, I think I, they should I, honestly, since it was a comicsology, it was a digital series, I don't know why they did Volume 1 and 2. They should have just done a complete graphic novel right. altogether. They should have – because after Volume 1, I was just like, I don't care about Volume 2. But once I got into Volume 2, I'm like, this is this is fine. Well, and you, you know, need Volume was, 1 yeah. to read Volume 2. Right. You can't just like, okay, just ignore right. that and go to this. No, you need that, but – Right. I can't say, hey, check out Snow Angels Volume 1. If you like it, check out Volume 2. I would say Volume 2 is great. But you, but you need, need volume right. one. Just buy both on the same time. Yeah. The, and the cool thing is the volume one that we have in stock uh, has the, excuse me, has a faceplate in the front that is signed by uh, Lieberman, or Jeff, Jeff Lemire and Jock, the artist. So oh, that's, like, that's cool. cool. It's, it's, the book is sort of signed by them. I mean, it's a plate that's that we cool. put inside, but it is their signature that they did sign. So That's pretty neat. So that's cool. Um, volume two doesn't have anything like that, but that's okay. Volume one does. Right. Uh, that's the reason to buy volume one. That's the reason why volume one and for the backstory for volume two, that is. Yeah. Cool. Uh, see, volume one is the equivalent of volume zero for firepower. Like, Oh, it's the prelude. And then here's right. the actual story in volume yeah. two. But you, but, but you can't get away with starting with volume two. Right. You really do need that. If you yeah. were to read volume firepower, you could start off with issue one and be okay for the most part. I think we're in a position now where it's good. Like, okay, you can read volume one, then go back to the store next week and buy volume two. Yeah. But when it first came out, okay, here's volume one. Wait six months to however long until volume two comes out. Right. Well, that's that's just disappointing. This way you can at least mm-hmm. get the full yeah. gratification because you, you need that for this. Right. Uh, but overall, I, I did enjoy this. Yeah. All right. So 
<clears throat> going to our normal rating, one being off of five being great. Jared, what would you rate it as? All together, ones one and two combined. I would go with a three, just because volume one, it really wasn't the greatest. Volume two is where it picks up. I mean, if I was judging volume one by itself, I'd give it a one, maybe if I was feeling generous at two. Volume two by itself, I would give a four. So I'd meet in the middle and, and call it a three. All right. Laura, what would you give it? I think I'm going to be a jerk and go with two. Like, I, I kind of didn't like the art, even, even though I liked that one scene where they had the, the parallels. I, I struggled a lot trying to figure out what was even happening because the art was kind of scratchy and it was very monotone colors, which makes sense. Like, I get what they were going for and I get what they did, but it just doesn't work for me. I was struggling a lot to understand what was happening and see things, so... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with two on that standpoint, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say with Jared. I'm gonna give it a three. Um, it is one you have to judge it as a whole, not just as volume one. Right. I was talking to Mark earlier today. I was like, "Hey, you know, we're talking about this on the podcast." And did you? And he's like, oh, "I read volume one," and, I, and like he didn't feel the urge to. I was like, "I'm telling you, read volume two. It's worth it, especially if you yeah. already read volume one. Yeah. Take the investment time. Read volume two also. Right. Um. The one thing that I think is an odd choice is this uh, uh, Snow Angels is a Eisner Award winner for web series. I think that's kind of an... Uh, I don't think it's necessarily really? worthy enough of that. Now, I don't read web what comics else? in general. What other web comics Maybe came there out then, many. too? Maybe I, I, that was the best of the... I have to think that there are <laughs> other words that are possibly better than this. Again, this was not bad. This was fine. Right. However, is it best of the year? Fine. Is it best of the year? Three out of five is fine. It's, it's not bad. It's not good. Right. Well, I just mean, like you said, to win an award. Right. You don't win an award for fine. Me. It's right. like yeah. your participation trophy. It's like, oh, well, uh, Jeff Lemire and Jock, you guys are both n- noticeable names. Here, we'll give you the award. It, it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> right. And that's why yeah, it, it kind of felt. To if me. there isn't something good enough to win the award, they shouldn't have that award that year. Or, I, yeah, I don't know. Because it is, at that point, a participation trophy. Someone's got to win this year. we got to give this award to somebody. This one's mediocre enough, you know. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I like I said, I it think Volume 2 is it's not was bad, good. It's not a bad series, don't get no. me wrong. But it's interesting. Not, it's not great. It, it's and fine. it's a different science fiction style story, you know, space colonization, uh, large mystical, not mystical, but uh, mythological creature. Um, that you don't really see. I think um, my biggest thing is volume one should have been issue one. Like, agree. It should have been condensed con- considerably to just one issue. It should have been even shorter. Well, because I think <laughs> it was so light in trying to do yeah. the world building. Like, okay, we can do this. What you did in like three or four pages could have been three or four pages. Right. Like, they tried to do the world building, but they didn't build the world until the very end of the book when you realize, oh, it's not a dystopian future, it's a different planet. Now, I mean, there are things See, about it. Like I didn't even think about that. I, I think the biggest issue with it is there are a lot of big panels. Like, okay, a bunch of splash pages of, like, okay, here's damage, here's the yeah. monster. And there are so many panels that there's no dialogue or there's only one sentence per panel. Like, there's just so much wasted space on this. Yeah, they could have really condensed Which, it. Which, I mean, that does feature the art really well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's like, oh, here's a whole bunch of art and very little words to cover but, up the art. like Laura said, it was awful scratchy and a lot of white out pages because they're in the snow. Right. 
don't you don't really need to capitalize on that art at that point if you're not if it's all going to be scratchy and you know like you said you i understand what they're going for for one they're outside during a winter blizzard pretty much so everything's going to be hazy and scratchy and stuff like that you see paintings of forests of meadows whatever you never see paintings of of the antarctic because there's nothing to draw right (laughs) that's what it seems like oh we're a piece of paper's white i'm done (laughs) this seems very cheap from that standpoint like okay you're just cheating by drawing it in snow like okay it's just plain white right with a couple lines here and 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 yeah i don't know but it was fine yeah It, it was not a waste of time no i enjoyed it i you it is know. a different sci-fi, that's for sure. Right. It's uh, held, it held my attention a lot better than a, a lot of other books. I'm glad it didn't go, okay, and here's volume three. No. Yeah. One, two, done. I don't think I would have gone gone forward with any, uh, volume three. Am I? Yeah. They did but good. But they could. Like, I did like it was cliffhanger enough. It's kind of like uh, Stargate Universe. They ended on enough of a cliffhanger, they could come back to it, but they don't have to. Right. Right. Or, or they could do more of the colonization mission and do a different planet. Yeah, yeah, so, I kind of got the impression that that's what the girls were leaving for, sort be, of. Like, yeah. the, the, the ship came to get them, and it either takes them back to Earth, or it could take them to another planet and be like, okay, your your mission continues. And see, I wasn't even invested enough to think that far. I mean, okay, they're getting off the planet, good, bye, yeah, you know. The end, they're riding yeah. off into the sunset, the end. Yep, I didn't, yeah. I, don't, I don't care where, yeah. you know, I don't care that much. <laughs> They got off, they got off the the ice planet, they're safe, the end. Right. That's always how my mind works. After the last page, I'm like, what do they do next? And like, my mind takes a story somewhere. Yeah. And this is very, this is a finite ending, but still with an open ending. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, interpret it however you wish. Yep, they are done with the ice planet. Yep. All right, so uh, going forward to our last segment of the week, and that is our Heroes of the Week, be it comic book or otherwise. Jared, because Laura warned you, rude. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Who is your Hero of the Week, Jared? Um, I'm going to go with my dad. Um, Our uh, dryer broke the other day, and he helped come fix it. Um, He basically did everything. We basically called him and said, Dad, what do you think is wrong with it? And... He was able to come fix it and didn't cost that much money and done and done. So I'm going to go with my dad this week. He helped us out a lot. All right. Laura, who is your Hero of the Week, comic book or otherwise? I feel like technically I should say my dad now because he came and helped us. But I see my dad a lot. So I'm, even though, like, honorable mention, my dad. How about that? And my mom because I don't want her to feel left out. She made lunch, too. But anyway, so I think I should go with Mark because he wore that Spider-Man shirt on the the live broadcast today on Facebook and made me realize I don't have that shirt. And it's a Christmas Spider-Man shirt, so I need to go find it. So Mark, Mark can be my, my hero this week. And my hero of the week is going to be the adoring public. Uh, last week was the award ceremony for Best of the Region for Allen County. Uh, we were nominated for uh, best, and I think the category was antiques, collectibles, and like coin collect. Uh, it was yeah. I wanted to know when you're getting coins. It was a very well. No, those are the eligible. That's the category that we fell in because we are we sell collectibles. Like collectibles. I think so, you should start selling coins to fit your category. And antiques better. and coins. Yeah. No, uh, but we won, so thank you, the voting public, for saying that we are the best in the region for that category. Uh, yeah, it was, 
Adrian and I went to the ceremony because Laura had to work and Mark and Angie were out of town. So like, all right, we'll go, we'll fill in. And we got dinner and drinks and we got an award. So we won stuff. Yay. Awesome. So Good thank job, you guys. to the voting public for voting us in as best of the region. Uh, so with that, we'll say see you next time. Uh, Jared, what is next week's book? We don't have one next week. Go. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, next week will be the end of the year episode. Uh, we're going to take the break between Christmas and New Year. Hopefully this break will go better than the Thanksgiving break and no one will get sick the week after that. So we only miss one episode. That's that's the goal, at least. Uh, so, yeah, next week we're going to do our year interview. review. The best of the things we read this year, read, watched, and whatever tangents we'll get off on. Because Adrian's Adrian here. will be here and we will spiral pretty quickly. I don't have any planned tangents this time like I did last week. (laughs) So we'll see how it goes. But until then, we will see you all next time.